Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Atkinson. And for all of my audio only listeners, if this sounds a little different, I'm doing, I'm turning the podcast into not only an audio only podcast, I'm now posting it on my YouTube channel. Um, and the setup I was using wasn't working very well. I was having to sit too close to the camera um, in order to use the mic that I had. So now I'm just literally filming it on my YouTube camera and just using that mic. That's not how it's gonna be forever because I know that there's like a difference because a podcast mic is really good at eliminating background noise and any like small sounds. And considering I live in New York, there's a lot of background noise and a lot of sounds, but a camera is good at just picking up almost all of the noise. So I am gonna get a different mic, one that I can like sit farther back. If you're watching me on video, you'll know what I mean. Like just so I can sit farther back and hold a microphone. Um, but I asked for it for Christmas from Noah, so it'll be a few weeks until I get it. Uh, so I'm just going to be using this just for the next two or three episodes, but then I promise I'll go back to having like a full podcast mic. Um, so bear with me, hopefully it sounds okay. But today's is going to be a little different because I have a bit of a mental health update. And I don't know why I'm so nervous. It's like, I'm comfortable with you guys, but... Let's just get let's just get it out in the open, okay? I was diagnosed with PTSD. I that sounds so weird to say out loud. I have PTSD. When I think of me, I don't think of PTSD. I, that doesn't make sense to me, but obviously it makes sense to a psychiatrist that I went and saw who diagnosed me with PTSD. And I thought I would walk you through a little bit of my mental health diagnosis journey because I was diagnosed with something in the past that I made a video on a long time ago and then I stopped talking about it because I was then told I didn't have that diagnosis and then I've been re-diagnosed so I thought I would kind of walk you through that um and like where I am today so about five years ago I was simply just going off of what how I was acting the first time I ever went and got a diagnosis and so five years ago it might have been longer five, six years ago. Is it long? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's longer. I don't know. Back when, when was this? Should I stop and count? No, you don't care that much about the year. It could have been seven years ago. Okay. I keep forgetting like every time I always will say something like, oh, like five years ago. And then I realize like, oh no, it's actually been like time keeps going since the last time I said that. For example, the other day I told someone I've had rooster for like three years and I was there. And then Noah was like, no, we've had roof for like six years. I'm like, six years? And then I realized I was right. I just keep, I'm kind of losing track of time. Okay, I'm that grandma that's gonna get everyone's name wrong. So, okay, five, six, maybe seven years ago, I had moved to Ohio and I was like starting to like understand more about what I went through and understand that there's something like going on with me. And I didn't know much about like going to a psychiatrist or anything. I'd gone to a, like my school counselor and to a therapist before, but I'd never gone to a psychiatrist. Um, and I didn't really have much experience. I didn't know who to ask. So I just went to a regular doctor and just kind of told her how I was acting. And the way I was acting back then is I was super angry all the time and I was kind of lashing out. And then I would go through periods of like happiness because, you know, obviously I went through something traumatic, but now I was living this really good life. So I was, you know, my YouTube had just taken off. I had just gotten, I had just finished my year at Avalon with a free apartment. So I was in a different financial situation and things were just going better. I was with Noah. So I was like going through bouts of like anger. Like sometimes I've told you guys I didn't handle communication with him well. And I would like blow up in arguments when he was like so calm. Um, and then I go through, like I said, bouts of happiness and then anger and then it was just kind of back and forth like that. And 
um, when I went to my doctor and told her that, she was like, you know, that sounds like bipolar disorder. And she asked me to describe what it was like growing up with my mom. And I told her a lot about how my mom was super, super angry. You know, she'd been abusive um, and how she would like hide in her room for days. And then she'd be like in a great mood. And then she'd be really, really scary, angry, like unrecognizable. Um, and then she was like, that definitely sounds like bipolar disorder, uh, meaning my mom. And so it's possible that she just like, was like, oh, that sounds like that. Um, and, but I don't know if that means like it was that. Does that make sense? And so I kind of took that and ran with it. She's like, that sounds like bipolar disorder. Um, but then she like referred me to a psychiatrist and she's like, I recommend you going to a psychiatrist and talking to them. Um, but I didn't do that um, because I just thought that was her telling me that I was bipolar. I'm just gonna be fully transparent. Uh, I didn't understand that she was saying like, go to a psychiatrist and see what they say. Or maybe she wasn't, I don't know. Because doctors can, they can uh, diagnose you and prescribe you. I found that out as well. Um, so I thought I was bipolar for a while and then I never went back to a psychiatrist. I never did anything. I made one video talking about it and then I like never talked about it again because I just didn't really want, I don't know, I didn't want to think about it. And the more I went through my healing journey the past few years, I was able to kind of let that anger go and I realized the anger that I was feeling was almost more of just I didn't know how to control my emotions because that's what I had watched as a kid. Not necessarily that I was having bursts of anger that I couldn't control. Um, so fast forward to now, I'm in a much better, healthier, happier place. You guys know that. But I still struggle with things. I still struggle with a lot of um, random anxieties and you know bouts where I feel depressed. Um, I don't really go through the anger though. You know, the anger kind of subsided. I worked really hard on getting rid of that, which is why I even cut my mom out of my life for that time because I didn't want to be around so much anger. And I, it was like a breath of fresh, fresh air, like being around Noah's family and new people that I met who were like so calm and like level-headed. So fast forward to now, I went to a new psychiatrist because I have been struggling with some things. And I was like, you know, I, that the reason, if you notice, I actually deleted that video, the bipolar one, um, years ago because I I kind of knew in my gut like maybe that wasn't right like maybe I was I should have actually continued to like talk to someone and figure out if that was right I shouldn't have just jumped to tell people uh, but to be completely honest I was really big on oversharing back then like obviously I'm still sharing now but like I share from a place of like I know this is the right thing to say I know that my diagnosis is right like I know my treatment's going well versus back then like the moment something would happen to me I would overshare immediately and I think it's because I was looking for a sense of community which you guys gave me that I was looking for a place to feel seen and heard and related to and I do looking back I regret like making a video saying I was bipolar like two days after the doctor said I might be bipolar because in the end I didn't really know for sure I mean I thought I did I thought that was right you know what I'm saying I wholeheartedly did um, but looking back now it was absolutely wrong so that's why I deleted that video because I was young and I just you know I was in a tough place I was still struggling with, I guess I can say trauma now after finding out I have PTSD um, I was trauma it was just I always wanted people to like relate to me and as soon as I had something that I thought maybe someone could relate with me with I wanted to share it um, which is definitely something I've worked on and I share more carefully and more thoughtfully now um, I don't like just press record I think about it and I like make sure that's something I want to share that's kind of why I struggled with posting for YouTube for so long after my mom passed because I was dealing with so many emotions and I didn't want to just like flush those emotions onto screen and say something that I wished I didn't say later. Like I like to just like think about it now and realize like, you know, 
it's better to go through something and then talk about it instead of like it's at least for me it's better for me to go through something and then talk about it about what i learned or what i went through or what i you know things like that um instead of me pressing record when i'm going through it it's maybe better for me to put my phone down meaning like if i'm in the middle of a panic attack i don't need to pick my phone up and press record um i could just <laughs> leave it there and then talk about it later you know um so but again i'm not judging anyone who does those things i I am, I have done it a lot um, and I'm sure I will, I'm sure I will cry on camera many more times in my life. I'm not ashamed of like vulnerability or anything. It's just basically what I'm saying is I overshared and I shared too quickly back then. And because of that, like it wasn't correct, you know, which is why so many people would reach out to me and be like, oh my gosh, I remember a few years ago you talked about being bipolar. Do you have tips on that? And I always have to respond like, oh, actually, I don't think I ever had bipolar disorder. I think. I like jumped to that conclusion because the doctor said that and I like, I'm so sorry, but I recommend going to a, a professional. Um, but now I can talk to you about like the real full diagnosis because um, I have been struggling with some, I'm in a good place. I think a lot of people notice that I am in a much better place. I get comments like that all the time, especially on Instagram, you guys saying like, you know, you notice that I seem so much happier and I am, I really am. But it wasn't like that a few months ago, especially when I was struggling after my mom's passing. And there are still things now that I struggle with that are kind of unrelated to my job. I have like really severe nightmares. Um, I show, every now and then I'll show myself like four in the morning drinking like a coffee on Instagram, like, oh, I can't sleep again. Uh, it's because I wake up with, with really bad nightmares. Um, I didn't really realize they were nightmares because usually by the time I would wake up and think about it, um, I kind of forgot about the dream, but my psychiatrist had me start to write down my dreams and stuff. Actually, that was my trauma therapist. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but basically, there was just like things going on, like the way I would stress about things. It's almost like even though things were so good and I've been so good, I started to panic recently. Not like recent, like a couple months ago mainly, and started to feel. I started to feel like something bad was gonna happen. Like something huge was gonna have to happen, and I've just been kind of waiting for a catastrophe. I've been waiting for another thing of grief, another horrible thing to happen. And I think it's because, or what I've learned through therapy is that every time my mom would get better and it would go really, really back to good or we'd get like a, we'd move in somewhere new where like, you know, she'd meet someone that would make her happy. Eventually something would happen where she'd lose a job and we'd lose our home or she'd get back on a substance and then it would go back to how it was. Um, or she'd start dating someone that treated her horribly and then like, things would happen that would involve me as well, you know? So it's like, it, I think I just constantly have worried that whenever good things happen in my life, I almost don't allow myself to like enjoy it. Like I, I see the view I have in my apartment and I, I think I feel scared to allow myself to fully embrace my life. Um, I've talked about this many times that my management and like my friends will say things like, you have so much in your life that you could share about that you don't talk about. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like I only really would share about the bad and I think it's because I'm too scared that it's like too good to be true. Um, and because of that, I've had like some pretty bad self-sabotaging habits, like things that I shouldn't do. Like, you know, back in the day, I used to like ruin friendships and things like that. And luckily, I've kind of moved past that. But I was still struggling with this like really this sense of dread, the sense of fear, like kind of losing my purpose in life, kind of afraid to post on YouTube, afraid to post anything online for fear that like, 
the worst case scenario is gonna happen and I don't even know what the worst case scenario is you know I started thinking like every single time I was getting on the train that someone was gonna attack me recently or every time I walked down the street thinking every single person around me is like trying to hurt me um for example I told my the psychiatrist one of the things she asked me a bunch of questions that I always feel like all of my friends are out to get me like they secretly hate me even though I have great friends now and I know that's not true and I hope they're not hearing that thinking it's something they did um but I told that all to my therapist she did a whole or psychiatrist sorry and she asked me for the full breakdown about my childhood um and then when I shared about what my mom was like the same thing about how she was very angry and then nice and then all stuff she actually did say it sounds like your mom had bipolar disorder and I was like oh I told her I was like that's what uh, a doctor had said and because of that like the doctor told me I most likely also was bipolar and I thought I was for a while and then maybe I just got rid of it and she's like that's not really how bipolar works um you she's like people can work through things but like you would need to work with a professional you know um and it was so interesting because she was saying that most likely the reason it seemed like I was bipolar is because I was you know 18 19 20 years old and all had i had ever known was what i watched my mom do so she's like you know we become a lot like our parents initially and then when we get out in the world we start to see other ways of life and she's like most likely you were like kind of struggling with the way you were t you were like inherently raised on how to act and then how everyone else around you was acting in a new place and your mind was trying to figure out like what was right like, am I supposed to lash out or am I supposed to like talk calmly? And she's like, if someone ever, she was saying that if all I ever watched was screaming and slamming doors when in fights, that's probably why I was like blowing up at people for a while because that's what I thought was normal. But that because my doctor wasn't like a full psychiatrist and didn't ask me about like, like she asked about my mom, but we didn't, it was like a 10 minute combo, you know, she, like this psychiatrist was like two hours long. It was like a full comprehensive breakdown and like all this different stuff. She was saying, because when you really dig deep, she could see that I, those were, that was me acting out of how I was as a kid, not necessarily, um, bipolar disorder. And that in her professional opinion, what I'm struggling with is PTSD, which is interesting because I have, um, struggle with other things in the past like there have been times when I have been really depressed um, and my therapist my old therapist would be like yeah you are struggling with depression right now um, there have been times that I would lose lack of focus and uh, they'd be like oh it seems like you're struggling with a little bit of ADHD um, and it's weird because those things would seem like they come and go and my psychiatrist was saying yeah because they are from the PTSD like that I don't have like clinical depression I don't have like I don't necessarily have ADHD she said I could it's possible that I do also have ADHD but she was saying most likely it seems like all of my issues are stemming from the PTSD and the way I react in those moments is dependent on the trigger like some things because it's post-traumatic stress disorder some of the things I learned from the trauma and the stress have led to me feeling depressed sometimes. Sometimes leads me to lack of focus. Sometimes it leads me, it used to lead to rage. Um, but she was saying the way that I've progressed in my own life um, without having to like, you know, work with a professional really shows that PTSD is correct. And um, because I was so nervous, I did decide to get a second opinion and she thought that was great. And the second opinion also agreed, PTSD. So yeah, I have PTSD. And she said, that's mostly likely what I've just been struggling with my whole life. And you'd think that by hearing that I'd be really sad or like really stressed or something, but actually it is like the biggest weight off my shoulders ever. And it has given me, given me so much hope. Obviously any diagnosis 
there's nothing wrong with the diagnosis you receive. But like when you have a diagnosis and maybe you've gone through this and like, like with the bipolar stuff, and if it doesn't feel right and like the tips you see online about how to work with it don't really make sense for you. Like you kind of feel like, oh, am I like too, like, am I unfixable or something? I mean, absolutely not. It's just simply that I was the wrong diagnosis. And even if you've been to a psychiatrist and it feels like it's just not right, it's okay to get a second opinion or a third opinion. Uh, and I'm really glad I did because I feel like this validated all the validation I was seeking online. I think my psychiatrist telling me you have PTSD that somehow validated everything I was looking for, where it told me, yes, I did go through trauma. Yes, I did go through immense stress and it did affect me because I say all the time that as I get older, I thought I would be like less and less attached, but here I am more and more attached to my trauma more than ever. Um, and that is where the PTSD comes in. When I told her about well, like what I've mentioned here before, how I've gone through periods of being very numb, that's from the PTSD because she said most likely if if I grew up in an environment where I was afraid to show my emotions around my mom, and I was because it would make things worse, that's where the numbing is coming from. It's it's my brain acting out the way, you know, the way the scenarios were when I was younger. And it just made me feel a lot of hope. It made me feel happier almost because knowing, like having the right diagnosis becomes a superpower because now you can figure out with someone how to live with it, how to work through it, how to get past it. And um, that makes me excited because I, I, I've been through, <laughs> I've been through the ringer. I'm sure we all have. And now I'm like, all right, I can do this. And now when something is happening, when I get invited to an event and I start like, you, I've talked about like not wanting to go to events and things. And when I completely panic, I can remind myself to calm down. This is my, you know, something, it's not what I initially thought. It's not just me struggling with like anxiety or stress. It's from the PTSD. Um, and it's interesting because she, I, I actually told her how much I've changed recently where like, my life is good, but like I'm starting, it's like, I think that's what's confusing is my life is getting so good. And I feel braggy saying that. And I feel bad, I, I worry saying that, but I also, I know I could notice my brain, like that my insides digressing or like going backwards in terms of like how I've grown. And now I'm able to like reverse that. Because if you think about it, a few years ago, I interviewed Jack Black, John Legend, Ray Romano. I was supposed to interview Kevin Bacon. He just stood across the room and said no. Um, I interviewed the cat, uh, some of the cast from The Big Sick. If you remember that, I got like an I got an opportunity to go to uh, Sundance and interview celebrities, and that's so cool, right? And I took that opportunity so quickly. I drove myself by myself to Playlist Live um, when I wanted to go to Playlist Live and I didn't have anyone to go with. Like I drove from Georgia to Florida all by myself. I got a hotel by myself. It was not the, the normal nice hotel all the YouTubers stayed in because I couldn't afford it. It was like way far away and I'd get up and go to like the stuff by myself in the morning. Like I've done so many cool things. Like I moved to Ohio by myself like and for some like that version of me, I felt it kind of, what I was struggling with part of the PTSD, I guess, is I felt like that part of me died. Like I've become someone who is very happy, but like very comfortable and like too safe where I stopped writing the book because I'm too scared. It's gonna, I don't fucking know. Like, excuse my language. I, I don't go to events. I don't, I would never take an, I, I, I would now, I'm working on it. I'm not allowing myself to stay in that box. But basically what I'm saying is I've stopped, I've stopped growing and I've like put myself in this weird box where I, I was like this really confident, who remembers my how to be a badass series, you know? Um, 
I wanted people to feel confident in their best selves, like they could do anything. And I was really pushing, even though I'm naturally an introvert, I was pushing myself to do these extroverted things because I wanted to. And then it's like all of a sudden, even though I was getting happier, it's like I had this sense of dread that something bad was gonna happen. So because of that, I haven't been allowing myself to accept any good opportunities and I've been avoiding them. And they would send me into like a panic spiral. Um, and it just hit me one day that I didn't want that. And I actually didn't know what the diagnosis was gonna be. Part of me thought maybe it'd be like depression or something, like high functioning depression. Um, I had no idea. Um, and I was like, you know, but whatever it is, cause I, cause high functioning depression basically is when someone like, they can get by, like they look like they're doing like happy, like daily, day to day life, but they don't feel like they lack uh, purpose. This is what I've read online. They feel like they lack purpose um, or like they don't feel like there's like deeper meaning. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's it. Maybe like I'm able, able to do like the bare minimum to look good for everyone and like to be happy enough, but like I'm, I'm losing that purpose um but that wasn't obviously my diagnosis and she said it is the ptsd like maybe my mom passing triggered it even more and it caused it to like you know because my life was getting really really good and then my mom passed and she's like maybe what that's what's caused like this bigger sense of like stress that i've had these past few years so next let's talk about what i'm doing to fix it um she recommended me immediately starting trauma therapy so i am working with a trauma specialist therapist here in new york city um and i am also trying out medication uh, i'm so scared to talk about this because there's so many stigmas and there shouldn't be like if it's like if i needed medication for my freaking arthritis no one would judge me i don't have arthritis if i needed medication for allergies no one would judge me but it's like the moment you say you're on medication for mental health people are like oh you don't need that have you tried cbd like and i i also love cbd don't get me wrong but cbd wasn't working for this and so i am trying medication um i'm gonna give myself some time before i talk about it because that is something relatively new where i've been doing the trauma therapy a little bit now um and uh if I decide, you know, I want to see how I feel on it, you know, what I like, what I don't like, if I stay on it before I like come on and give a whole talk about it. Um, you know, because I don't know, I just, I'm, I don't want to overshare basically, but I would love to know if you guys are interested in hearing about it um, from a compassionate place. I don't want anyone giving me like the worst case scenarios if I end up talking about it. But anyways, I'm working with a trauma specialist, therapist, and right now we're just doing talk therapy, but it is going to progress into things such as like EMDR, which is like I movement i'm probably saying it wrong emdr let me look it up hold on emdr all right emdr is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy okay so it says what does emdr therapy do um the, the goal is to help you heal from trauma or other distressing life experiences the method involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories so this is supposed to help with the ptsd the nightmares things like that because something that my psychiatrist did say she's like no i really want you to start trauma therapy when i first got diagnosed she's like why don't you start trauma therapy right away um because with ptsd i'm not meant to be on medication for it forever like someone with like something else sometimes you would like get on medication you would stay on it but with ptsd the goal is to not be on the medication forever it's just to get myself to a less stressful place and then like wean myself off and learn how to like like cope i guess um i guess it's different for everyone but that's what she was saying so the plan might be to be on it for like one to two years um but she was saying that you don't want to get off the medication and be right back to where you were you want to be in a different place you want to not have these nightmares anymore you want to be able to process like things a little bit differently but she was saying that was really important was that um life is going to have 
things happen again. Like she's like, it's not gonna be this big catastrophe thing where things are just gonna crash all around you all the time. Obviously they haven't, but she was saying, you know, life happens and there will be times that are stressful and things will happen again. And the reason I need to speak to a trauma therapist, she's like every single time something, you know, un unpleasant happens in your life, you can't let it reaffirm to you Oh, I'm, oh, that's right. I need to become a hermit. Cause you guys remember, this is part of it. Do you guys remember when I was too, I stopped learning how to drive. I stopped like knowing almost how to drive a car. I drove myself literally to New, uh, Florida, I said, and not New York, Florida and Ohio. And then two years ago, three years ago, maybe again, time, <laughs> I realized I don't know how to drive anymore. Like I physically panic inside a car. There was a time when I told you guys I was, I had become terrified. This was two years ago. Um, back in California where I became terrified to walk outside by myself do you guys remember that when I talked about and I had to like force myself that's when I started my online therapy because it was during the pandemic I started to be like afraid to go outside and I'm not like that right now but I was telling her about that and she was saying that was those were issues that were triggered from the PTSD and she's like most likely the pandemic made me think okay like the worst is happening so it manifested into other anxieties which is what my therapist my old therapist had said but she never said ptsd um so she was saying that i have to realize like life is going to happen and every time something happens that's not pleasant i can't tell myself okay let this manifest into panic disorders or panic not disorders like panic attacks and not leaving the house and stopping talking to all of my friends and like cutting off everyone I love and like quitting my job. Like I can't do that. Like that's not, it's not possible for life. Like, you know, like I, I have bills to pay. I'm an adult. Like I'm married. Like it would be so unfair for Noah for me to just be like, oh, I'm done. But obviously he's very patient and, you know, compassionate and stuff. But you know, I owe it to myself to live a good life and everyone's going to go through things. We're all going to go through things. And I have to remind myself, that when things happen, like I gotta learn how to work through them and not to, I don't know, go into a tiny little box and be too afraid to come out. So that's what the trauma therapy is supposed to work towards. Um, right now we're just doing the talking because he said I'm with a male therapist. That is weird. So my psychiatrist is a woman, the therapist is, the trauma therapist is a male. Um, so we're just gonna talk for a while. Once I get comfortable, he said we'll move into things like EMDR. And I do think I will tell you guys how that goes. Whenever I have my first EMDR session, I'll let you know maybe on Instagram. And then as it progresses, I'm sure I'll give you guys updates if you wanna know, but that's where I'm at. So I have PTSD, it's okay. I'm taking care of myself. I am very happy. I've already made already made huge progress, thankfully from the medication, honestly. That's why you guys have said I've been so happy recently. Um, and it does, it's not a happiness pill. I'm, I should not go into this, you know, because people love to be like, it's a happy pill. It's not. Um, it just simply provided chemicals back into my body that my body was no longer making because of my how much stress I had. So it's just made me a normal human. Like I still cry, I still get stressed, but it's just, I'm not like, bunkering down, you know, in an attic every time something bad happens. Um, but I'm really happy things are going, looking well, take care of your mental health. Do not be ashamed of a diagnosis. Do not be afraid of a psychiatrist. I was so afraid to go back and get a new diagnosis. I don't know why. And I realized it's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't define me. It just gives me clues on to who, into who I am and what I went through and how to cope with it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a roadmap into me. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. And I hope you guys can be nice because I'm still nervous. Um, but let me know if you want me to continue talking about this journey, all about EMDR and maybe medication. 
Um, but I love you guys. Thank you for always being here for me because I know I'm a confusing one. You know, my life is confusing, but I have never felt so comfortable with anyone than you guys. So I do appreciate that because you are, you know, a big part of my life and why I, truthfully, this job is why I fight, a lot of the reasons I fight to be happier and to keep going. So love you guys and Noah, don't, of course. <laughs> I love you guys so much and I thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit like. I don't even know what to say on YouTube anymore. Um, whatever, okay, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.